Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. So Powerful Podcast listeners, we are in for a treat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Felix Munica. And Felix is the marketing and communications officer, now get this, for the Zambia National Olympic Committee. So I am very excited for this podcast to be broadcast during the first week of the Olympics and with our Zambia connections. So um, please listen, you're going to be amazed at what you hear. Felix, hello, how are you today? Thank you, I'm good, how are you, Jen? I'm very well. Thank you so much. Tell our listeners, where are you located? Where are we talking to you from today? All right. Yeah. So my name, like you've said, my name is Felix Munika. I'm the Marketing and Communications Officer for the National Olympic Committee of Zambia. Yeah, so the National Olympic Committee of Zambia, headquartered in Lusaka, the capital city of uh, the Republic of Zambia, is um, an organization that is in charge of the administration of Olympic Commonwealth and Africa Games. Yeah. So we are based in Lusaka, the capital. That's where we do our operations from, but we do have a wide coverage across the country. Oh, excellent. Okay. And so in Lusaka right now, what, what season is it? What is your weather like today? Yeah, at uh, this time of the year, uh, this is uh, uh, July. It's, it's a bit chilled. Yeah, with temperatures going up to going as low as uh, 13 degrees. Yes. Uh, so this time of day, it's a bit chilled and yeah, the weather is good. Okay. And, and of course, those temperatures are in centigrade and our listeners in the United States will have to translate that into Fahrenheit, but okay, very, very good. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yes. Okay. And so you're, you're in Lusaka, but your athletes are in Tokyo as we record this, right? Okay. All right. Can can you tell us what is the COVID situation in Zambia right now? How, how are people doing? Yeah, I think uh, uh, now, as, as of now, the COVID situation in Zambia has improved. Yeah, because um, a good number of people have, have started getting their vaccines, the okay. COVID vaccines. Yes, because uh, we for the first batch of vaccines that we are given, we, I think about 288,000 people got. Yeah, so today they just started the second one with the Johnson's and Johnson's vaccine. Yeah, so, and the response has been good. People are going out to get the vaccine so that we can forget about the COVID uh, virus. So yeah, I think the situation is good. People are responsive, you know, uh, putting in mind all the COVID-19 prevention uh, protocols and uh, precautions whenever, uh, whenever they want to go out, you know, they, they want to visit other places, yeah. But uh, for public places like uh, sports centers and other sports activities, they are still not open because of uh, they want to cushion uh, the, the number of uh, uh, positive cases that are being recorded daily. So public gatherings and other activities that bring a lot of uh, people together are not being done. We are given a 21 day period by the president. So they are still to, uh, they are yet to review that period. And that's when we know the goal, the way forward when it comes to public gatherings and other sports activities in the country. Okay. 
And okay, so we've got that that background, but you're you're serving on the Zambia National Olympic Committee. Um, I don't really know what an, a National Olympic Committee does. So could you tell us a little bit about what the committee does? And then in a minute, we'll get to what you do on the committee. Yes. All right, so the National Olympic Committee of Zambia, which, was also, which is also known as uh, the Commonwealth Games Association of Zambia, is a body, a sports body, that is in charge of administration of uh, uh, Commonwealth Games, Olympic Games, and other Games. So what we mean by that is that uh, the National Olympic Committee of Zambia makes sure Zambia participates in multi-sport events like uh, Commonwealth Games, Olympic Games, as they're doing now, or Africa Games, our regional games, Southern Africa, and also supports the development of sport in the country through various programs, uh, such as uh, sports admin workshops, and also providing uh, support to national federations because uh, sports federations affiliate to the National Olympic Committee of Zambia. So they become part of us. We have uh, Olympic sports and Commonwealth sports. So as at now, we have about 29 uh, sports that are affiliated to the NOC and benefit from the programs that the NOC offers. Yeah, so in terms of uh, uh, sports development, uh, assisting athletes, we have a number of athletes that are on IOC scholarships, that's Olympic Solidarity scholarships. They help them improve in their careers. So they get those scholarships through the NOC. Yeah, so we, we do a number of uh, programs, but the basis of all this is that the sport and promoting Olympism, Commonwealth values in Zambia. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you are the marketing and communications officer. Now, I have to admit, I took a, a peek at your LinkedIn profile, and I know that you do more than, than what you do for the, uh, the Olympic Committee. But first, let's start with your, your duties for the marketing, uh, at, for marketing and communications. What, what are your responsibilities? Yeah, so an organization like ours is a not-for-profit organization. Yeah, so it, uh, for me, for my job title, it gives me some give me a challenge to achieve certain things when it comes to the marketing perspective because we we if people are not in sport then we, we need to go an extra mile to convince them to be part of us yes so but on the communication aspect of uh, my job um i think for you to find out about us you have to set out something maybe on the internet and uh, something like that so my job uh, enables me to make sure that if someone wants to look for information about the National Olympic Committee of Zambia, they are able to find the appropriate information they need. Yeah, so I manage the digital space for the National Olympic Committee of Zambia, which includes uh, the website or our social media platforms, you know, making sure that uh, information is out there. I also manage internal communication uh, between uh, the executive board and uh, the, the staff members and also between the NOCZ and also the public. Yeah, whatever goes out uh, through the public, most of the time passes through my office in coordination with the Secretary General's office and also the administration office. Yeah, so I'm a link uh, between different channels. Yeah, I act as a link, yeah, but uh, uh, to put it in simple terms, uh, my job mostly involves putting a good public image of the National Olympic Committee of Zambia out there through social media and also online digital space. 
Well, I, and I saw that you published on LinkedIn a copy of the handbook that you provided for your uh, athletes going to Tokyo. And I have to say, it was very impressive and very thorough. And you talked about some cultural um, differences, not to speak loudly in public and things like that, so that um, they would be comfortable um, in Tokyo. So how, how did you put that together? How, how much input did you have to get to, from other people to put, pull that off? Yeah, so for, for that one, it was a work in progress. I think I, we took about uh, three months to get it done. Yeah, so we, need, we, we had to involve different people. We had to talk to our foreign affairs uh, ministry so they can get in touch with the Zambian embassy in Japan. For us to get those uh, norms and guidelines of our athletes expected uh, to, to present themselves in public once they go to Japan. So we had the government involved in that uh, area. We also had uh, input from federations like uh, the Football Association of Zambia, that's the soccer association in the country, where they had to also bring in portraits of the athletes that would be going to the Olympic Games. Yeah, because we didn't have everything in a central place. So we had to ask for different parts and then I had to put everything together so that we can have the first ever handbook for any multi-sport event so that it can also act as a guide for the international media. They don't have to be asking questions. We just share the copy and they all know what athletes, who is in Team Zambia, what athletes are comprised of Team Zambia, and it will make their job and their job easier because it will be easy to find the information and the events they'll be participating in at the Olympic Games. Well, I, people who know me know I'm a big fan of handbooks and I thought yours was exceptional. I thought it was really good. Um, tell us what sports will Zambia be represented in Tokyo? Yeah, so Zambia will be represented uh, in five sports at the okay. Tokyo 2020 Olympics. We have uh, women's uh, uh, football, soccer, yes. We also have uh, judo, swimming, we have uh, boxing and athletics. Okay. So uh, 30 athletes make up uh, Team Zambia at the Olympic Games in these five uh, sport disciplines. Uh, could you repeat the number? How many athletes? 30. We have 30 athletes. Oh, wow. 30. And when and when you say athletics, what, what is that? Track what is and that? field. Track. Oh, track athletics. and field. Oh, okay, track yes. and field. Okay. All right, got that. All right. As we record this, um, your women's football are in the U.S., we would call it soccer, uh, team has played their first round and they played against the Netherlands, right? And uh, so tell us a little bit yes. about that match. Um, I know the outcome is not what you would hope for, but it sounds like it was um, a good showing for your team. Yeah, so for a team that was making its Olympic Games debut, a team full of young uh, players, our captain is just uh, 21 years old. And uh, I think going to the games, uh, to the game against Netherlands, we didn't, we didn't expect the results, but we did play our best and we managed to do what we aimed for. I'll give it, uh, I'll put it in this way. Netherlands is one of the top ranked teams in the world. They're ranked fourth currently, they're defending champions, European champions, 2019 World Cup finalists when they lost to the USA, 2019 Women's World Cup. And Zambia is 
a small nation that is just getting into football, especially women's football, women's soccer. So for us, uh, though we didn't get the results we wanted, the, the performance was impressive. We have our captain, Barbara Banda, who scored the hat-trick, three goals. She became the first African player, women, uh, female player to score a hat-trick at the Olympic Games. And the first African player, male or female, to score an hat-trick since Atlanta 96. Oh, yeah, so for us, it was also just uh, being proud of the girls. They put up a good show. The Olympics is the biggest stage in the world that an athlete can perform uh, on. So I think for us, it was a learning curve. Though we, we lost, it was a learning curve. And I can guarantee you, in the next game, we will perform better. And if things go as uh, planned, we'll, we might even record a win against the Republic of China. So are they eliminated now with one loss? Or do, no, they get to play again? Yeah, they still have two games to play. Oh, good. After two games, that's when we we'll know our fate. Yeah. And and what about your other athletes, the boxers, judo, swimming, and track and field? When do they participate? Yeah. So uh, tomorrow being a Saturday, we have the second game. Zambia will be up against uh, China for the women's team. But after that, our first boxer, uh, Steven Zimba, will be in the ring. Is the ultra weight boxer, 67 kgs, will be up against um, uh, a boxer, I've forgotten his name, but he's from Samoa. That will be the first fight for the boxing guys. We also have another fight, boxing, on Monday the 26th. Our flyweight boxer, Patrick Chinyemba, will be up against Alex Winwood from Australia. But before that, on a Sunday, our judoka, Steven Mungandu, will be on the mat Sunday afternoon, uh, Central African time. I'm just to find out who's, uh, who's uh, the, uh, the opponent to be facing, but uh, the schedule is that we do have uh, uh, athletes will be in action from Saturday up until Monday before a few days rest, then they get back to the action. All right, all right. Well, that's quite the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, how are the athletes chosen to be on the Zambia Olympic uh, team? What's that process? Yeah, so the, pro- uh, the process for being on the Olympic team involves uh, different uh, qualifying criteria according to sports. Yeah. So for the females uh, football team, they, might, they had to go through an African qualifier where they came out first in Africa to go to the Olympic Games. They are the only African representatives at this year's Olympic Games under uh, soccer, the female team. So they had to go through different, uh, facing different countries, the majors, they only so qualify for, for the Olympic Games. Then for the boxers, they had to go to a qualifying tournament held last year, 2020, March 2020, started before COVID-19 hit. We, we managed to send a team to send a team to Senegal Dakar in an Olympic qualifying tournament where our boxers, the three, managed to get two silver medals and one gold medal to qualify oh, for wow. the Olympics. Yeah. So for the athletics, track and field, we have uh, two sprinters, one male, one female. One female, her name is uh, Rodan Jovu. She qualified uh, through. Uh, was this, a qualifying event that was held in the country, which attracted different countries around the region. 
So she had to set uh, a national record of about 11.12 for the 100 meters, if I'm not mistaken. And also she managed to qualify for the 200 meters at the Olympic Games with a time of 22.65. Yeah, that's it uh, below the qualifying time for the Olympic Games. So Rhoda will be participating in two events, the 100 meters and the 200 meters, whilst uh, Sydney, Sydney Siami will be participating in the 200 meters, men's 200 meters. Sydney Siami was the first Zambian athlete to qualify for the Olympic Games when he qualified at a qualifying uh, event in Switzerland back in 2019. Yeah. So we do have uh, two track and field athletes. For the uh, what's this, uh, judo, Stephen Mungandu also went through a qualifying phase. He, he attended different championships, both uh, regional Africa and also international state for him to make points to qualify for the Olympic Games. So he was ranked, going to the Olympic Games, was ranked eighth in Africa in the 6kg category. That's how he qualified for the Olympic Games. Then we have uh, two swimmers, uh, two swimmers, Tiuka Pauk and uh, Shaquille Musa. These are uh, qualified the three university places because of their ranking on the FINA ranking points on the African continent. Yeah, so they went through qualifying tournaments, but they had to, to get points for them to qualify on the university places. Yeah, so no one was specifically chosen. They had to go through different qualifying criteria yeah, for yeah. them to meet the Olympic Games qualifying standards. It sounds very, very competitive. I imagine um, that the people are, that are chosen are very excited to be part of the Olympics. Is that a, considered a big honor? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a very, it's, it's, a, it's a very big honor in the country like Zambia because, you know, in the past we've only, we only managed to qualify a few athletes, you know, six, five, because this is the first time in uh, 35 years that we have a team of about 30 athletes. Yeah, because the last time we had this was in, in uh, so 1988. So from that time up to now, though we've managed to win two medals between this field, but the representation hasn't been that much compared to how we have been represented at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about um, the funding for for this program? I mean, there's training, transportation, uniforms, all kinds of things. Where does the money come from to support your Olympic team? Yeah, so for the National Olympic Committee of Zambia, they do have uh, partners in the country that we work with on a local, local level. I'll give an example for training. We do have what we call the OITC Sports Development Center. It was the center that was actually set up by the International Olympic Committee yeah, back in 2010, but it had, had to transition from being an entity under the International Olympic Committee to being a private entity run by a management board that has been set up. And uh, we are partners. So that's where we take our assets for camping. They use different facilities uh, from that uh, place. And uh, these are some of the partnerships that we use. But uh, on a bigger scale, the NOC mostly benefits from programs that are offered by Olympic Solidarity when it comes to having athletes ready for multi-sport events and major games. Yeah. So we do also have uh, local partners 
uh, on a national level, but also partners on the Olympic uh, worldwide farming. I'll give an example of the Norwegian Olympic Committee. The Norwegian Olympic Committee is one of the partners that has helped the National Olympic Committee of Zambia in so many ways. Athlete development, uh, governance issues, sports development. So they do sponsor different kinds of uh, activities that are run, activities and programs that are run by the NOCZ. Yeah, but mostly of uh, the funding comes through the programs that are offered by the Olympic Solidarity. Okay. Um, one of my favorite parts of the Olympics is to see the parade of nations. And it is just so optimistic to see all the countries come together um, in harmony for, for one short period of time. Um, I, I have, well, you know, <clears throat> I looked up the order and I was expecting Zambia that starts with Z or Z to be near mm -hmm. the end, but no, Zambia is number 77 out of two, 205 nations. And that's mm -hmm. because it's in alphabetical order by the host country's alphabet. Yes. So yes. Um, <laughs> if you're watching for uh, Zambia, don't wait till the very end. There's they're right before the middle. So um how do the athletes feel about being in the parade of nations? Do they get that same sense of pride and excitement? And then the flag bearer um, has been chosen and um, who was he or she and how, how did that all come together? Yeah, so the athletes were really excited to be going down what we filmed as the Olympic Games. I walked down the hour at the Olympic Games. Yeah, so they were, they were excited about that and our flag bearers we had two male and female we had two kapow who became the first uh, athletes uh, swimming athletes to be a flag bearer for team zambia at the olympic games since uh, history like from the time we started participating in the games we never had a swimmer to be as a flag bearer and we had the two kapow was also uh, accompanied by uh, Evaristo Mlinga, a young uh, promising uh, boxer who's actually ranked third in the world, 57 kgs, going into the Olympic Games. So these are young athletes that the nation is looking up to and they are given a responsibility to be, to be flag bearers for the country, of which they, they received the responsibility with honor and they were so happy to be named. And up to now, they are still excited because you can see the posts on social media, how the event went, and how they just uh, felt being given. It was a huge honor to carry the Zambian flag at the biggest multi-sport event for both of them, and they are really excited. And yeah, we, we are happy for them. We are really happy for them. Well, that's fantastic. Now, um, it's been in the news that there's a COVID outbreak in Tokyo. So what special precautions do your athletes have to take um, as being part of uh, the, the Olympics in Tokyo? What are they doing there? Yeah, so we do have our COVID uh, liaison officer at uh, that site in Tokyo and uh, the updates that we've been receiving, you know, regarding how the athletes should uh, conduct themselves at the games, there's been uh, a reduction in the number, in the movements that our athletes need to do in a day. Yeah, they are being confined to their rooms and their training centers. Yeah, in an observed and uh, 
observed and observed situation where they are, they need to be they need to be seen what they are doing away from their rooms because they need to be in designated places to avoid interactions much interactions and engagements with the other athletes yeah so they are being encouraged to uh, take their take care of themselves because they need to protect the next person yeah it's not just about them but also the next person yeah so they are really abiding to the precautions that have been set by our covid liaison officer and as at now we've not recorded any covid-19 uh, positive case from the delegation that traveled to Zambia and the 95% of the delegation were is uh, fully vaccinated yeah we only had about one i think one person and is not an athlete who did uh, the first dose of uh, the vaccine they has to finish the second dose but 95% of the athletes have been vaccinated fully vaccinated prior to the olympic games so now they just need to take care of themselves that side and make sure they don't pass on the virus to the other athletes yeah well i'm really glad they are taking care of themselves but you know part of the idea of the olympics is that athletes from one country can get to know athletes from another yeah. country and this year that's not possible because of isolation yeah, yeah. um when when your athletes come home, um, what will be the public reaction? Um, is there a celebration? Do people recognize the athletes? Are they considered heroes? What happens? Yeah, so I think for us, one thing that uh, we've managed to tell the public and make sure the public understands is that the Olympic Games, the idea of just one qualifying for the Games is a big achievement such that whatever the outcome, whatever the results the athletes get when they go to the Olympic Games should not determine how they should be received because them qualifying to the Games is a big achievement and we celebrate that achievement because the Olympic Games are once in a lifetime, you know, experience for athletes. Some people go to the Olympic Games once and they never go back. So they need to enjoy that moment. So we celebrate with them and we encourage them, despite the results that you get that side, you've achieved the ultimate goal any athlete looks forward to. So yeah, they are celebrated as champions. You know, We celebrate uh, these young athletes and I'm sure once they are back, an event will be organized to celebrate their outing. And if they come with a medal, that's one good. If they don't come with anything, medals and whatnot, we still celebrate the athletes because these are ambassadors on the international stage. They've gone there, they've gotten the exposure, which will act as motivation. And also we encourage them to do better themselves. They'll learn from the experience. And if they have a chance going back to the Olympic Games, they'll perform better than they did last time. That is, that's wonderful. Um, you talked a little bit about qualifying for the Olympics, but I guess my question is, I want to go back to, to younger people, to the youth. Um, is, for various sports, are, do, do the youth participate um, at a, certainly an amateur level, but at a youth level in, in some of these sports, um, the, the football, the swimming, uh, track and field, things like that? Yeah, yeah. For what I understand from what you said is uh, just to to clarify. If you say from a youth level, that's an amateur level. Like I'll give an example of soccer players. They, like I would say, only five 
from the team that has struggled. That's the two players play outside the country. Most of them play in the local leagues. Yes, they play in the local leagues. These leagues that are just starting up, you know, the government is trying to put in money to make sure that the league is competitive and whatnot, but they're just starting up, yeah. But they still manage to achieve uh, making it to the Olympic Games. Yeah, so I think uh, one of the things that influences most of the young people in the country is sports. And we have a good number of people, young and emerging athletes, that participate in sport at an amateur level, at a very, very low level, because that's one of the extra activities that uh, our children in the country, young people, take part in. So sports is one of the activities that most of our youth participate in. That's why you find that even the emerging sports, like you mentioned techbo, techbo is a new sport, and people have shown interest to be part of techbo because they what, feel okay, they back up. What is techball? And it's T E C B A L L, right? Yeah. So techball. Well, explain is, this sport. I, I've not heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So techball is is a is a football based sport. Okay. Yeah. So what I mean is they use the ball. That ball we use a size five for football, but they play it on a table, more like a uh, what's this? A table tennis table. Really? Yes. And it's, they it's, have a it's paddle? Quite, it's, it's quite... No, they use their feet. Their feet on a table? Oh, my yes. grandmother would be very so upset you stand by around that. the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the fastest women's sport in the world right now. And it's uh, it has applied for recognition by the IOC. Yes, so we are. We will see it in the 2023 Asian Games as a demonstration sport. It will be there as a demonstration sport, and people get to see what the sport is made of, what wow. what happens in the sport. Yeah, it's quite an interesting sport. And if you see a few videos, I'm sure you like it. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I'm sure it's on YouTube, so I'll, I'll have to I'll have to check this out. Um, you know, um, so powerful is very involved with, um, especially children living in poverty. Um, are, are there opportunities for children who um, don't, you know, don't have the money for sports uniforms and athletic equipment? How, how can they participate in athletics in Zambia? Yeah. So. From the National Olympic Committee of Zambia point of view, there's a project under the IOC called Olimba Africa Project. So the project uh, enables NOCs like Zambia have a center, a community center, where athletes, young people who want to join sport can go to benefit from the different uh, facilities that are provided under the, the Olympic uh, Committee in the country. So for Zambia, we are located in an area called Chipata uh, Mandevu area. It's a densely populated area. It's a big community of uh, where we provide the center to young people. They use the center on a daily basis from eight hours up to up until 4 p.m. All the services are free. They just come in, uh, join a team. If they want to start playing volleyball, they want to start playing basketball, yes, so. We just help them grow through the sport so that when they reach a certain level, they move 
to more competitive sports. So for us, it's more like a foundation uh, space for them. Yeah. We do have athletes from the age of, uh, from 10 up until 18. So after 18, that's when they move on to the bigger professional teams. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at our center, we have about 11 sports that uh, athletes come through to benefit from. Yeah, we have uh, field uh, sports and also in the sports. And it's, it's a project that has been running for quite some time. We have a good number of athletes that have passed through the system, through the Olympic Africa system, and gone, like they've gone on to perform at the highest level. For example, football, we have some players that are currently playing in the national men's team right now that have been through the center, through the system. Yeah, uh-huh. So the idea is just trying to help uh, young people stay away from other vices so that they have something they can carry home, something they can but, uh, concentrate on away from whatever they are doing, just to help themselves also develop into better people. Yeah. Well, good. That, that's good to know. Um, okay, here's my final question for you. Um, do you see any parallels between the goals of the Zambia National Olympic Committee and what So Powerful is trying to achieve in Zambia? Yeah, so having uh, taken a look at what you guys are doing in Zambia, and uh, I think it's quite uh, commendable. You guys are doing a very good job. Just that uh, I was so surprised that I didn't know about what So Powerful does until you mentioned it to me. So after I sent an email, I had to check out what you guys do. And I think I've encountered people that have benefited from your programs, that are still benefiting from your program, benefiting from your programs, but I just didn't know that this is under So Powerful. Yeah, so as part of uh, the things we are trying to achieve at the National Olympic Committee of Zambia, not just uh, on uh, focusing on sport, but also away from sport, trying to improve the livelihoods of uh, the people that are around our center, the communities. I think uh, we have so much in common and we can work together to achieve this. Because away from sport, we're also trying to help community members in terms of uh, literacy classes, you know, social business ideas, something that can just keep them busy, you know, to have things running. We offer classes for different things. We're trying to, to revamp our library so that it can be accessed by an increased number of people, trying to bring in computers because uh, right now the technology age is taking over. So someone needs to be computer literate in this age. So we're trying to do that through different programs, yeah. So we use the center for different programs that assist not just the athletes, but also their parents, their siblings, different programs that we are still trying to work around things just to make something big. And I think uh, So Powerful is one of the organizations that we can work with in order to achieve that. Yeah, because, you know, I'll tell you something that's really sad with the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, uh, COVID-19 situation in the country. You know, because we had to close our center to the, the people that were accessing the center because no large gatherings, no sports activity. During a short period of time, I think between 2020, June, March, when we closed our center up till January 2021, 11 of uh, the girls that were accessing our center fell pregnant during that period. And after doing a research, it was found that they didn't have things to do. They didn't have something to keep them busy. So they had to resort to such things. And it's really sad for us because 
we're trying to help them, but because of their circumstances, it's more like a drawback on their own development also, and their career development away from uh, their personal lives. So I think if we have uh, more partnerships and uh, initiatives come, coming on board, we can help the community and just trying to build a better future for Zambian uh, children, young people, especially for the females. Because I think they are, they are mostly the victims in such uh, scenarios. If we don't try to make partnerships with people that can help us organizations, then we are failing not just ourselves, and but also them. So I think uh, so powerful, is uh, doing a very good job and I'll take this opportunity after this conversation to reach out also or now we can work together to make things work. Well, Felix, thank you so very much for your time today. And I've learned so much about athletics and the Olympics and Olympics in Zambia. And um, we look forward to talking with you soon. So mm -hmm. listeners, uh, please check out the website for the, the Zambia National Olympic Committee and be sure and root for the Zambia team as we watch the Olympics. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now go out and have a So Powerful day.